Hi gang, thanks for downloading this classic episode of News Fighters. Just a reminder, if you're looking for new original episodes of News Fighters, they're now over on the Irrational Fear podcast feed. So search for Irrational Fear on your podcasting app or go to irrationalfear.com for all new episodes of News Fighters. In the meantime, enjoy this classic News Fighters episode. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Sandspants Radio. Australia's most biased podcast network. This is News Fighters, where we fight the news so you don't have to, with Dylan Behan. Yes, hello, fighters. Welcome to News Fighters for today, July the 9th, 2021. News Fighters is a hilarious look at the week's news in Australia, presented by me, comedy smartass Dylan Bain. Coming up on today's show, comedian Beck Melrose is stopping by with a funny look at some of the darker news stories of the week. But first, well, here we are, right back where we started. Today is the worst day of the outbreak so far. 38 new cases with the numbers going in the wrong direction. Greater Sydney will endure another week of lockdown as a new battlefront emerges in the fight against the Delta outbreak. The lockdown was initially set down for two weeks, but just yesterday extended for one more. Now even that date is in doubt. Yes, it's all feeling incredibly predictable and repetitive. It's 2020 redux. It's a mega mix. It's pandemics on 45. COVID deja vu. It's like Groundhog Day, but we just need Bill Murray to stay in bed for the whole movie. If anything, the news is feeling like a bad FM radio station that just plays the exact same songs every single day. All right, time to play those classic lockdown hits here on the News Fighters All Repeat Workday. First up, here's the New South Wales government saying only go shopping for essentials. The Premier even warning against essential shopping. Only go shopping when you have to. We're asking the community to only shop for those essential goods. And following on from that, that's right, you guessed it, the non-essential shops are open. This was Bondi Westfield, stores open, staff at the ready in Louis Vuitton. Yes, Louis Vuitton is open out there in the east. Now let's cross out to the west where New South Wales police are threatening to fine people for buying shoes. Shoppers will be stopped and quizzed about why they're there. The question will be asked is what are you, what's your reasonable excuse for being here? You don't need that pair of shoes today. Or now let's cross back to the Premier where she's saying the secret to beat the virus is everyone needs to stop moving around so much. Do not leave the house. Please do not leave the house. 
but what is the challenge for us is just reducing mobility. So it's really, really important for people to reduce their mobility. Oh, but that's right, you guessed it. There's no enforced travel limit, so all the rich people are driving to the beach. Not staying at home, big recreational crowds prompt strong warnings that hard work could be undone. At Bondi, the car park was packed. The testing clinic virtually empty. Most were exercising within the rules, but many clearly were not. Yes, massive crowds misbehaving there in the east. So, of course, what's New South Wales pulling out? That's right, it's a police crackdown in the poor, ethnically diverse western suburbs. From 7am tomorrow, 100 extra police will be sent into the southwest. Not a tactic employed in Bondi or the northern beaches. They'll be targeted by police on a mission to lock up communities already in lockdown. Health very clearly have said to us we have a difficulty in southwest Sydney. This is all about helping our community. Oh yes, and nothing says our community like the white policeman with the super Anglo Aussie accent. Good job. Oh, but at least the police are cracking jokes about it. The virus has shown very clearly that it doesn't discriminate and nor does the New South Wales police. Oh, and here's another 2020 lockdown classic hit I'd bet you'd forgotten about. It's the insecure and casual workforce being told to stay home. Don't turn up to work if you've got symptoms. You might have the virus and then infect your whole workplace, which doesn't help anybody. Then not only will you be out of work, but everybody else in your workplace will be as well. I just would again urge everyone to not attend work if you've got symptoms. Please, please make sure that if you have the mildest of symptoms... You're not going out of your house to a workplace. Yes, but it's a bit hard to pay your rent because unlike in Victoria, we don't have a $450 test and isolate payment to pay casual workers without leave to isolate while they await their test results. So, what do you expect people to do? Oh, and here he comes. It's our gaslighter-in-chief insisting none of this is his fault and everything is going great. The Prime Minister has boldly declared that the nationwide mess with the vaccine rollout is officially over. We are now hitting every target, he says. Today, the Prime Minister sought to defend the slow vaccine rollout. Right now, we are catching up considerable time. Rejecting claims it's his fault. Morrison insisting delays in the vaccine rollout didn't contribute to Sydney's lockdown. And to suggest otherwise is just completely and utterly false. Yeah, Scott Morrison there seeming to forget the fact that we're 4.7 million doses behind on their latest revised goal and probably close to 20 million doses behind on their original plan from the beginning of the year. But tell me again how good the vaccine rollout is. In fact, the vaccine rollout is going so badly that New South Wales this week compared it to which movie? The Hunger Games. That's how the health minister has described the demand for COVID vaccines. It's almost a sense now of the Hunger Games um, of people chasing vaccine. Um, and uh, until we get enough vaccine and enough GPs, we will continue to have effectively the Hunger Games going on here in New South Wales. Yes, the Hunger Games. You know, the movie where a corrupt dystopian post-apocalyptic government abuses its power to control the citizens and decides who gets to live and die. What on earth made the New South Wales government think of that metaphor? And then the film metaphors continued from the federal government. The head of the COVID-19 vaccine task force today ran war games with the states in anticipation of a surge in vaccinations in the second half of the year. Welcome 
to the war game of the national campaign plan for the COVID vaccine rollout. Yes, war games. You know, that classic 1983 movie where a young Matthew Broderick slacks off at school all year and then to cover it up, hacks into his school's computer to change his grade so it looks like he did a decent job when everyone knows all along he was just a bad, bad, lazy student. Those are your grades? Yeah. I don't think that I deserved an F. Do you? It's also apt because uh, in War Games, Matthew Broderick almost causes World War Three by hacking into a computer system, whereas Scott Morrison will probably almost cause World War Three by accidentally referring to Taiwan as, I don't know, a state of America or something, and then insisting that's what he meant to say all along. Okay, wait, and hang on. So we're 18 months into the entire pandemic, and it's five whole months since the vaccines first arrived. And finally, the government is like, maybe we should sit around a table and uh, strategize, strategize this rollout. Do you think it's time we... we- you had a go with that? Well, at least there's one bunch of people who seem to have access to vaccine supply, though. Sydney Private School, St Joseph's College, is ahead of the game. 160 of its students have received the Pfizer vaccine when it's meant to be limited to people aged between 40 and 60. New South Wales Health has reportedly acknowledged the Pfizer doses were only intended for the school's Indigenous students. Yes, New South Wales Health accidentally vaccinated 160 elite private school kids. I mean, I can understand a doctor accidentally like slipping and and doing one, but 160, that's like Mr. Bean level of slapstick to accidentally do that many. But of course, the New South Wales Health Minister, Brad Hazard, took full responsibility. The school intended it well. There was a mistake. And so what? It's happened. Out of a million vaccinations, move on. Geez, remind me not to take this guy to the axe throwing venue. Imagine if there's some kind of a mishap. He'll be like, well, out of millions of uh, axe throws uh, that have been done, uh, there was a mistake and I accidentally smashed you in the face and killed you. So what? Move on. Anyway, so in conclusion, I'm taking a couple of weeks off. We're in lockdown, so send beer money. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Okay, now on Newsfighters, joining me is our uh, regular news correspondent, 
Beck Melrose, and due to our Sydney lockdown, joining me over Zoom for the very first time. Beck, how's lockdown treating you so far? Well, deja vu. We were here exactly a year ago. <laughs> here we are yet again. <laughs> Back in all my comfy clothes. <laughs> yes, it is good to uh, wear tracksuits to work at home instead of just to the office. <laughs> <laughs> I have transformed my whole whole wardrobe. Everything I wear out of the house now is as close to a blanket as I can possibly get. <laughs> and you're at the moment you're working on Win the Week, the great new ABC weekly quiz show. So have you been covering covering yeah, how's that going? Have you been covering a lot of news stories? You've been seeing anything interesting? Yeah, I'm loving it. I love the show. Uh, spending a lot of time surfing through headlines is not fun, though. I do not miss that. It feels like after reading the news week after week after week. You just end up feeling like you're living in a simulation. Mm. You just see the same stuff coming up every single week. You what must kind, get it too. You're, you're doing stuff? it every week. Well, like, I know, I, I know. Like I'm, doing, I'm, I'm doing the exact same lockdown jokes I was on this show on News Fighters a year ago. Over, oh, what's <laughs> yeah. essential? What is essential? Oh, the Louis Vuitton store is open. It's like I should just clip, the, clip out old jokes and replay them. <laughs> bring him across. Yeah. Susan, you're on mute. <laughs> yes. All right. So uh, I guess uh, covering through some of the big stories, uh, one I've been following, which I, I think you may have as well, is uh, the US um, sprinter Shikari Richardson has been in the news. Um, what's the story there? I think I, I, think I can guess. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, she was a gold medal hopeful for the 100 metres at the Tokyo Olympics. And she's out. She's tested positive for marijuana, which is mm. not the drug I expected to read when I saw that headline. Performance enhancing? I, I, I think not. I definitely don't think so. I, I've definitely never wrapped up a chuff feeling <laughs> particularly Olympic, I have to say. Unless you're um, trying to break the world record for like eating Mars bars or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you can finish the 100 metres with a belly full of Doritos, I reckon that's the kind of inspiration we need at this point <laughs> in history. <laughs> And I'll say, you know, it's been in the news, Gladys at the moment with the Sydney lockdown is like, everyone just stay home, everyone stay home, everyone stay home. And I'm like, hey, Gladys, you know what? You know what would make everyone stay home for a couple of weeks if you just legalise weed for a couple of weeks? Yeah, I'd be quite happy. (laughs) Just give everyone a free Nintendo Switch and legalise weed for two weeks. Lockdown will be over. That's the real job keeper. I want that. But no, they, they are, like, weed's legal in a lot of places now. They have to rethink that rule, surely. Well, it's interesting. New Zealand had the chance to vote on it and they voted to keep it illegal, which seemed very weird, especially if you've ever been yeah. to New Zealand because they love weed in New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> but all the places, like, in Colorado, where I go mm. quite a bit, it's um, decriminalised there. Surely they've got athletes that are going to be going to the Olympics. It definitely doesn't enhance your performance. Mm. They the, they came out and said that they needed to, they were really sympathetic to her case, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they needed to keep the rules because it would be unfair to the other competitors. But I feel like if I <laughs> found out that someone I was competing against was blowing jazzy riffs on the Gatorade <laughs> sacks, I'd be stoked. I don't think it's unfair at all. Yeah, well, it's unfair because they're jealous, let's be honest. <laughs> yes, true. <laughs> they're like, they got a really good night's sleep last night. Damn them. Yeah, exactly. They're feeling very rested and relaxed. Um, um, I was reading about the Tour de France this week as well, um, speaking of cheating. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> and there was this guy in the, the second ever tour. I think he was he was the favourite to win the first and for whatever reason he didn't. And then he came around in the second tour and was caught with a cork in his mouth that he'd tied to the car in front of him. 
So he was just getting towed along with a cork in his mouth. I'm guessing this is before it was televised because you'd see that on the news. (laughs) Wouldn't that take a tooth out? My goodness. It it doesn't sound safe or comfortable, but it's a genius plan, you've, you've got to admit. That's real cheating. That's the kind of stuff I'm like, yeah, disqualify that guy. I know, Lance Armstrong, you're like, disqualified. The guy who got towed along by a car with a cork in his mouth, you're like, well, slight penalty for, for but still a genius. He's a genius. Yeah. Um, and uh, speaking of um, people who are getting towed along and not doing much, uh, Scott Morrison's <laughs> been in the news announcing our plan to get out of COVID. What's, uh, what's your reaction to that? To move away, from, Australia's got to move away from COVID zero, he says. We've got our four phase plan, so we're fine. <laughs> Wasn't much of a plan, though. I don't know if you saw it, but no targets, numbers, commitments, goals. Right. So it's like the vaccine rollout then. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> I don't know why I'm surprised or why I'm disappointed, but it just feels like it's the kind of thing that if you presented that as like a, a first year business analyst, you would be laughed out of every boardroom in Australia, but I, I don't know. Have you seen it? Have you seen the plan? No, no. Did you Did you see it? Was it released publicly? They put it out and it looks like one PowerPoint slide, like one of the templates that comes with PowerPoint, like the flowchart right. template that I'm sure anyone who's worked in an office will have seen this flowchart template, but you just see phase one, two, three, and four, and it just slowly peters out to a shrug by the time you get to phase four. Wow. Um, there's, it's so scant on detail. Phase four is, is called the final phase, <laughs> <laughs> just in case the rest of it wasn't vague enough. How long, how long is it? How big is this thing? Is it, is it like a booklet or how, how is it? Oh, no, it's, it, it's all on a PowerPoint slide. Oh, it's one slide. So, it's one slide. So phase oh one is, is roughly where we are now. We need to vaccinate. They're cutting the arrivals cap in half, testing out home quarantine. And then it's very wishy-washy until you get to phase four, which is supposed to be our if, return to normal life. What a lame PowerPoint presentation. You can't even press the button once, have any of those cool transitions. <laughs> no, there's no word art. There's not even like, you know, when people in your office try to misuse the Leonardo DiCaprio gif, there was none of that. Uh, and made, I know made it a lot better. Those great word art. I always love the duck smashing the computer. That did you ever see that one? <laughs> it's a Microsoft word word art for years. I put that in every presentation because why not? <laughs> um, and it's called what's it called? It's called the New Deal. Yeah. Yeah. He he called it the New Deal, which is what Roosevelt called the plan to get out of the Great Depression, which also seems like a little bit of a stretch to me. <laughs> The people who were calling Roosevelt's plan the three R's, the uh, relief, recovery, and reform. Mm-hmm. And I reckon Morrison's done the four D's, the duck, dodge, deflect, and delegate to the states. So I reckon that's roughly what he's done in his plan. Uh, so I don't think we're getting out of this one for a while yet. There's a lot of similarities there. Roosevelt was pushed around a lot because uh, he was in a wheelchair. And Morrison's pushed around a lot by the state premiers. So they're both pushed around a lot. Yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> Yeah, if Morrison's gone along with a cork in his mouth, I know the state families <laughs> are driving the car, that's for sure. Yes. But we've got a lot, of, a lot to look forward to, I guess, when, when we're out of COVID. We've just got to you know, shake that off and look forward to total ecological collapse. Yes, we, speaking <laughs> of ecological collapse, uh, this week there was the big uh, uh, fire. Basically, it looked like the ocean was on fire in the Gulf of Mexico. What, yeah. was, what was this story? 
Man, terrifying. There was a, a gas pipeline that ruptured in the Gulf of Mexico, but there was actually the ocean caught fire twice this week. That's not, an, enc- that's not an encouraging sign. <laughs> no, it's not I'm just going to say things aren't looking good for the planet Earth right now. <laughs> no, no. Um, it was not the kind of thing that you look at and just get on with your day without it really affecting <laughs> you. Um, but, yeah, the, the one that everyone was talking about was in the, the Gulf of Mexico Gas pipeline caught fire. It looked absolutely terrifying. It almost looked like when I first saw it, I thought it was like a CGI. It looked like someone had clipped something out from a from a nineties disaster movie or something. Yeah, it did not look real. Um, but everyone kind of just got a lot. We're just kind of getting along with our lives at this point. When these things happen, we're just so used to it. Everything's just kind of melding together like one giant trauma memory. I know, oh, what it'll be next, you'll just be like, oh, the, the moon's on fire. Oh, yeah, okay, fine, all right. Yeah, of course it is, standard. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the little boats that were coming in, everyone was talking about this little boat in particular that was quite far away from the centre of the fire and just shooting water, you know, haplessly. In the general the direction, yeah. It was, just <laughs> yeah. re- it was just recycling water, hoping it. Yeah, it, it looked very, very sad. It, it feels like, for me the feeling of walking up to a counter with a keep cup and asking for a soy chai latte after you've just watched that on the news. <laughs> You're not making a difference. I'm saving the world. <laughs> Look at me go. Yeah, yeah. You're like, I'm going to, oh, I'm going to recycle the bottle cap. <laughs> yeah. That'll put out that. That'll put out that giant fire in the centre of the ocean. Speaking of the ocean, there's been some fish in the news this week. I understand you want to tell me about some trout. That was in the news. This better be good. <laughs> yeah, I'm very excited because I've found a story that kind of uh, jumps out of the archetypes that we were talking about earlier. We need to normalise talking about trout on meth. And I'm so glad we finally have the opportunity to do that. <laughs> there was a Czech research team that I was reading about who put trout in meth water for a couple of months and then gave them a choice of meth water or normal water and they chose the meth water. And the theory is that our shitting and farting illegal substances into the waterways is getting sea life hooked on drugs, which is a problem. Well, of all the climate change problems and, you know, humans impact on the environment, I I just don't think this is one that we ever ever thought was having an impact. But yeah, your sesh turds are part of the problem. (laughs) (laughs) And this was actually big. I did see this in the Guardian or somewhere. What? What? surely this is grim for just the world in generally like is all the sea life going to get addicted <laughs> to drugs now <laughs> yeah i don't really know what the um the, the flow-on effects of this will be i don't know if like you know where the sewerage goes into the ocean if it's going to become little you know enclaves of like fish raves basically i guess <laughs> but yes. I, it's a sad time for sea life you'd, yes. you'd want to hope that if they're getting hooked on meth that at least maybe the uptake in like anti-anxiety medication will start to go into the waters as well. And mm, yeah, they mm. can chill out while their environment collapses around them. I'm just picturing Nemo, like all the fish going to hang out near the Eastern suburbs. So, and they're all like, <laughs> they're all like scratching their noses a lot or Nemo's just scratching his nose a lot. <laughs> oh no. I don't want to see that sequel. It's too <laughs> sad. <laughs> oh, poor Nemo. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, great catching up, Beck. Uh, we'll leave it there. You got anything planned uh, for the next couple of weeks in lockdown? Pretty much this. So um, just, you know, waking up and walking around my house and going to sleep. 
Yes, I was. So interesting. I was. Uh, I'm taking a couple of weeks off News Fighters. Um, I was hoping to uh, get away, but due to the lockdown, I'm going. I'm going to go to the most exotic place I'm allowed to, which is Aldi, and I'm going to buy some Greek yogurt and German chocolate, and that is. <laughs> That's as good as a holiday. I reckon, that's Dylan. as good as that's the best holiday you can get in Sydney right now. Might even <sighs> might even get some weird, you know, ski gear in the uh, in the middle aisle. That'll be useful. <laughs> oh well, it's the only browsing you can do right now, right? Is the middle aisle of Aldi? Yeah. Well, n- legally, you've got to make a list and go out. So I'm just going to make a list of a bunch of obscure <laughs> obscure things <laughs> Aldi might sell. Disco ball, and then. <laughs> So if the police catch me buying a disco ball, I can be like, it's on my shopping list. It's on the list. From the Ali middle <laughs> aisle. Um, all right, Beck. great to catch up. Thanks for stopping by. And as always, where can people find you? I'm on Instagram at Beck Melrose. Terrific. All right, thanks again for stopping by. We'll catch you next time. See you soon. See ya. All right, that's News Fighters for today, July the 9th, 2021. Big thank you to Beck Melrose for being on the show. And a shout out to my new Patreon supporter, Tom. Thanks, Tom. Every month I release a brand new bonus episode on Patreon and on Apple Podcast subscriptions, so sign up to get those. News Fighters is made for Sans Pants Radio and is written, produced, and edited by me, Dylan Bain. Making news comedy is what I do, so maybe I can do it for you. And also a reminder to sign up for our free newsletter for updates at newsfighters.com. Hit follow or subscribe on your podcasting apps and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And just a reminder, we're taking a couple of weeks off, so keep an eye out for a best of. Everyone stay home, wash your hands, wear a mask, all that stuff, and see you in a couple of weeks. This is News Fighters, where we fight the news so you don't have to. And so what? Move on. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.